0: Hey, this is Talk with Rollshare. I'm Sophie Smallwood, co-founder of Rollshare.com. I had the pleasure of interviewing two incredible women, Kate and Aurora. They are the co-directors of strategy and growth at BT Security in the UK, and they have one of the first director-level job shares at the company. Kate and Aurora share with us their experience in job sharing, how they manage their team, and the benefits and challenges they face so far. If you are interested in learning more about job sharing and how it can work at the director level, you won't want to miss this episode. We're currently Director of Strategy and Growth with BT Security. We cover strategy, transformation, go-to-market, and it's at the director level. This is one of the first director-level job shares at BT, and it manages customers of all sizes across 180 countries. It's really quite a broad-reaching role. So it's it's perfect for a job share. And the reason that is is because we're holding a strategic and thinking role. We're able to bounce ideas off of each other and have discussions around market opportunities, how we're going to get more bang for our buck in terms of driving our business. And that's always better when you've got multiple brains working on it. This is a major benefit. I know our ex-co that we report into really sees our co-directorship as, as a brilliant opportunity, as does our managing director. And we're starting to see the benefits of being able to balance ideas off each other, both strategically and from a transformational perspective. Let's talk a little bit about your
1: why. What was the motivation? I was doing the role already on an interim basis. I was loving the opportunity, but I also knew that I wanted to go part-time for various reasons. My husband was going from part-time to full-time. My kids are five and eight, so just at the age where they still want me around. So it was the right time for me to go part-time But just because you have kids doesn't mean you lose your ambition. So a job share was a great opportunity to have the best of both worlds, as it were. And the business, when I pitched the idea in the first place, have just been hugely supported throughout. And then I did my speed dating around, and Aurora was actually suggested by our managing director that we'd worked together in the past. And so one thing led to another, and we did our interview process together, and here we are in the role. Very similar in terms of a desire to go part-time. I've got a one-year-old
0: at home and a three-year-old. And when I came back from maternity leave and having my daughter, I was faced with a situation where I was in a current director-level role. It started to require traveling to America and to the north of the UK, and I couldn't sustain that, so I had to step away. Um, When this job opportunity came up, we jokingly called it a unicorn because we just couldn't believe how wonderful it was to be able to pick up a director level role, really lean in on strategy and make some business change impact across the business while doing so at a part-time level. And that was really compelling, right? Because it meant that I could still take my professional career seriously, but also be home to look after the little ones who need a lot of support in these few years. When people are recruiting, they're oftentimes looking for this unicorn that can solve everything they're looking for in the job description. Very hard to do with just one person. Two of you together actually can create this unicorn out for the company. Really, when you look at the skill set that Kate and I have combined, there would be no other candidate that could do this role. So I come from a transformational, go-to-market rich experience and Kate likewise comes from a strategy and propositions rich experience. And together we've got thirty two years of experience doing that, which is phenomenal for the employer. What other value do you think your business is getting specifically because the two of your sharing levels? So you get increased productivity, increased accountability, we get this complementary skill sets, which I just mentioned, and you get that built-in sounding board and support. So there's so much more that Kate and I can do co- together collaboratively
1: that we wouldn't be able to do if we were holding the role alone. I'll give you an example of when we started to prepare our priorities for the current quarter we're in. And this is actually one that that really highlights the benefit of a truly flexible job share. So I flexed one of my working days so that we could have more time together so that we could have a really rich few hours planning out what would be priorities for us, what would be priorities for the team, and what we really needed to get done this quarter to set us up for next financial year as well. People who are unfamiliar with job sharing sometimes think it might be complicated. They get confused around how the handover might happen. Maybe we can go into the nitty gritty of how to share your job. Clear handovers have been absolutely pivotal for us. So some of the tools that we use, we have this very increasingly detailed and rich shared notebook. So we use OneNote and that's what we use for our our ongoing priority list, but also notes from relevant meetings, particularly where it's been one or other of us in those meetings. So we put a summary of the decisions made, any actions that came off the back of that bump into our shared to-do list. We've got a shared team site just between the two of us where we can share key documents that we're working on. One of the things that we recently introduced was some shared Teams chats with our teams, so with our direct reports. That's an opportunity for them to benefit from how organized we're having to be. And it just becomes that shared repository of discussions had, decisions made, actions, questions that we all three of us have visibility of. On top of that, then, communication is absolutely key, right? We've got a shared WhatsApp, which allows us
0: to reach out to each other on non-working days for things that are urgent. And it's almost a lifeline. So if something major comes up, Kate's Kate's able to be aware of it immediately, even if it's on my working day and vice versa. So it's still really early for us in terms of our co-directorship. But what we have since learned in in the first few months of ramping up is that those one-to-ones with our direct report are absolutely critical. And we had... At some point thought that we could divide the team and have each person look after a subset of our team that's fine from a line management perspective but in terms of the breadth of our role and being able to see the entire horizon of what's happening almost standing at the balcony and watching the plays we actually need to be collectively in those one-to-ones so we've identified the absolutely critical one-to-ones that we need to be in together and we join those collectively every wednesday no matter what and then we aim to or endeavor to meet with the rest on a wednesday but at least fortnightly Um, So we're getting that connection with our direct senior management team, empowering them to do their best work, making sure they're getting time with both of us, which is critical and keeping that visibility. And the final thing is that we do speak regularly at the handovers. So on Wednesday, Kate is there for me to make sure that although we overlap, at the end of the day, we cover anything that might be crucial for me to know that I haven't already been briefed on. And likewise, on Sunday, Kate and I have a good old chat about what happened over the course of the week while she's been away. So Kate works Monday to Wednesday. I work Wednesday to Friday, and we've got that overlap day on a Wednesday. I can't underestimate the importance of the admin and the diligence around communication, especially at a director level role. Um, and I think anybody could do a job share at a director level role, provided that they are compatible and communicating, and that they're making sure that they're very diligent around that piece to make sure the other person succeeds.
1: We're both in it to win it, as it were. We both benefit from this working out, both from a career perspective, but also from a lifestyle perspective. And I know I speak for both of us when we say we're we're more than happy to invest in those Sunday evening chats, for example, because it's furthering our, our shared role. Love to know the size of your team right now. And also, I know you're relatively new to the job share. How many months have you guys been job sharing? We've been job sharing for three months now. We manage a team of about 35 to 40 people. So we have we have six direct reports. And do
0: you both manage the direct reports or do you split half and half with the dotted line? Yes, yeah, so we divided the direct line reports from a line management perspective based on our own strength with the view that we would line manage uh, a subset of the team and the other person could mentor them. So they would get weekly one-to-ones with each of us or fortnightly depending on how we can squeeze them in. And then monthly, they would get some mentorship with the other person. So they're seeing us both regularly, but for different things. And we're setting that up now. I think that's at the end where we're gonna go in terms of ambition. That doesn't stop them from accessing us at any level when they need to. So we have delineated between the line management responsibilities and the day-to-day running of our business unit. Why not just two part-time people split the job? Why job share? So I think in a remit like ours where we've got an overall role that's strategically important to the business, we need to continue to provide vision and direction to the team. This can't be done piecemeal. So although we might pick up particular pieces of work or action points, I think ultimately we need to be looking at this holistically to be successful. So we've personally found that by allocating to just one person, you can get blinders, which will hinder the strategic thinking and the transformational progress. So Kate and I have been working really diligently to make sure our handovers are utilized 110% uh, and that we, we can ensure we both see the overall landscape. Because Kate was already in role and I'm ramping up, I'm new to the business unit, I'm new to the director level role. We've gotta be extra diligent around this. Kate is supporting me and she's got a bit more knowledge and expertise than I do. But there's a point where I think we'll both be on par and we'll start to see the benefits of the way that we're operating. How did you talk about addressing
1: conflict, if it ever comes up? We agreed on the principle that we need to provide a united front to our team, to our stakeholders, so that is in place, and we will take away areas for discussion and make sure that we have those very honest conversations when it's just the two of us. As I said before, we're both committed to each other and this job share. We just want to make sure that we are working through any areas of disagreement or conflict and I think it comes back to honesty. We have been from the very, very beginning of this process, even through the interview process and the negotiation process, we've been honest with each other about what is important to each of us. And we've worked through it.
0: People sometimes worry about the unknown. And one question they have in a job share is if one person under and then the other person has to pull weights. How would you address that? Yes, yeah, so this is probably when that I think a lot of people do worry about. And ultimately, this comes back to having honest conversations. For example, with Kate and I, at this stage in particular, we're leveraging our strengths and leaning in where we can. I think it's more about supporting me in my learning and ramping up. Then Kate steps back a little bit. But ultimately, I think this comes down to at the point where we're on par and I'm feeling completely ramped up, which is pretty soon. I'm starting to feel quite confident in the role. We are working collectively to identify our weakness areas, to upskill each other, or to delegate to make sure we're successful. This comes from being both empathic and humble with each other. Because there will always be areas, particularly in a role of this size, where one of us outperforms the other due to experience okay. or perspective or just the way that the working week operates. So, for example, in our team, Monday to Wednesday are really busy. And so Kate will always have an opportunity possibly to pick up on some areas that I may not have given the time of week we're in. There are so many variables around this that can be perceived as underperformance, but ultimately by checking in with each other, remaining empathic, remaining true to the cause around what we're trying to do, we will be able to support each other and I will have strengths that Kate does it and vice versa. I think that it should never come to a point of underperformance unless you've promoted somebody who really wasn't ready for the role. And in that case, you need to mentor heavily, but it should be about. Covering each other's weakness areas and
1: promoting each other's strengths. And it also comes back to communication, not only with each other, but with our manager, with our stakeholders, with our teams. Are they all getting what they need to from us? And is the job share, the way of working, hampering anything at all? And if not, we work through it together. So it's just about over communication, if anything.
0: Why did if- People on your team favor one
1: person over another for
0: approvals and decisions. How you manage that?
1: It's a risk, of course, but it's not something we've seen so far. I think because of the pace of the business and the pace that it moves, people can't afford to wait. And we have been able to hand over the main things to each other so seamlessly that actually it, it just gets passed on to. Whoever's in the hot desk, whoever's in the chair, I think it comes down to the fact that we're both very people focused. We've got a very similar approach of empowering our team and just being there to coach and support them. So I think even if there was a preference, they would likely get a very similar response than one or other of us. Also, I think from the stakeholders upwards, right? I think
0: this is only a strength. If you're managing stakeholders upwards or even Mm -hmm. across the collegiate area, If one of those stakeholders has a preference for the other, then this can be beneficial, right? Because that person can help you open doors. Or if you're seeing blockers in terms of getting something done, but they've got a strong relationship with the other counterpart, then you can possibly move things along quicker. Kate and I have a very similar approach to the way that we relate to people. I think that actually, even if you have a very different skill set and approach to things, that could only work in your favor when you're managing upwards or outwards in terms of getting things done are removing barriers. Yeah, it's about expanding your networks through each of you individually.